Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. As we focus on connecting our faith and our work, connecting what we hear on Sunday, if you went to church, to what we do with our 9 to 5 or your 8 to 5 or your 3 to 11 or your 11 to 7, whatever it may be, just knowing that your work matters to God, it's not by chance, and He's placed you there and specifically in your workplace as a mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers, our employees may ever meet, but we need to shift the paradigm of how we think about our work. Romans 12, 2 says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You may have been told in your life that in order to really be important in the kingdom, you need to quit your job and be a pastor or a missionary. That was a lie. You are in the most significant place you can be right there in your workplace. And the people all around you, they're lost people. They need to meet Jesus. They're probably not going to go to church. So you need to bring church to them and you need to bring Jesus to them each and every day at work. You know, Jim, I was just thinking about with Romans 12 too, there's so many things that we do not realize we've kind of adopted the the world's way of thinking. And um, one of the things that I love that um, I, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit today, but every time we talk with somebody from Office Pride um, Commercial Cleaning, it is an opportunity to hear that there is a biblical way to run businesses and um, to really put aside what the culture is saying is the right way and really allowing um, God's biblical principles to come through. So um, that's just one thing when we think of Romans 12 too. There are so many things that we accidentally um, let seep into our life from the culture. And we'd like to invite you to connect with us. We often hear from our listeners, whether they're listening to the podcast or the broadcast. Just know there's the best way to find out how to contact us on our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. And out there, you can also check out the I Work For Him Nation. Make that commitment to being that change agent in your workplace. Yeah. You know, not everybody has the gifting of being an entrepreneur, but everyone they're called to work. We're all called to work. Not every entrepreneur has the training to live out their faith in the work, but there's a lot of places you can go today to learn how to do that. And not every entrepreneur wants to run a commercial cleaning franchise, but today we're going to talk to one who did decide that. Today we're going to hear from Richard Fuquay. He is from High Point, North Carolina, and he runs an Office Pride franchise, and he's doing so to recognize that his workplace really is a mission field. He runs a business tree. We're going to hear from Richard. We're going to hear his story, and we're going to hear how God is working in his life as a business owner, as a leader, as a servant to the people that he hires each and every day. So, um, you know, one of the things that we love to do on I Work For Him is really get our listeners to just be introduced to somebody who has... Um, you know, is living out what God's calling them to do in their workplace. And so, Richard, thank you for joining us today. And I just want you to let our listeners know what led you to Office Pride and becoming an owner of a franchise. Well, I turned 50 a couple of years ago, and I've always had an entrepreneurial bug in me. Okay. And I said, if I'm going to do this thing, let me figure out this in the near future. And so, I just so happened to be on LinkedIn and I saw an ad for Office Pride. Hmm. And of course, what drew me to it was when you talked about, do you want to work for a faith-based organization? That's what drew me to do more research, to do my due diligence. I contacted Office Pride. I 
we, we went through the normal due diligence process. Mm-hmm. And about six months later, uh, my wife and I said, let's go for it. And so uh, we made the decision. And since, uh, well, I left my previous job back in January of 2018. So my official start date, February 1. And we've been rolling ever since. Having a good time ever <laughs> yes, since. Yes, yes. Well, t- so talk to us about some of the biggest challenges you have faced being a commercial franchise. I mean, y- you do commercial cleaning services, so it's not just office work. You're doing cleaning of commercial buildings, commercial surfaces, or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest challenge? I mean, how many employees do you guys have? Wow. I mean, um, I know it varies every it, day. It, but Roughly. It, it, it does. <laughs> um, 30. Okay. 30. So what's been the biggest challenge for you running this business? You had never run a business before this? N- not full time. No. no. Okay. All right. So what's been the biggest challenge? I've had challenge? more hobbies, I guess, before. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, your wife your wife called it. Kimberly right. said, you know, he's had a lot of hobbies. I would say the biggest challenge is staying connected with my employees, so mm-hmm. with my team members. When I was smaller, I may have had five or six employees. I could call them, reach out to them. If I had a question, if I sent an email, it was to five or six people. Now, it's more like 30. Mm-hmm. And so that that has been a challenge because I, what I don't want to have happen is people feel like that they're not appreciated for the work that they're doing. And so, and that is a concern of mine. I want to make sure that they know what they're doing is important. And and in your industry, you don't see those people every time they're working, right? Because no. they're all over the city. They're working at night. They're you know doing whatever it is that their jobs where you have them tasked to. Um, so how do you do that? How do you intentionally make sure that they know that they're appreciated? Well, I every time we get a good comment from a customer. I send that to them uh, and I say kudos to you. Mm. If there was an inspection that was done where there weren't any issues that were found, I immediately send something to them and saying, you know, good job. Mm -hmm. I try to send an email once a month to give folks a status of where we are as a company. How many accounts do we have? How many employees do we have? I may send out cleaning tips. So I try to communicate positive things more than just hey this customer you missed a Mm -hmm. trash can Mm -hmm. you know we hear enough of that so what i want to do is to let them know that hey what you're doing is good and that when i get that feedback i don't want to keep it to myself i want to share it and and do you find that your employees really respond to that i would say some it Mm -hmm. depends on their personality as to whether or not they say richard thank you so much for sending that uh, but if I was on the other side of that email, I would feel good that yeah. my work was appreciated because we don't get that much yeah, but if feedback. It never normally. hurts. It never hurts to get a good but if email. You're with, <laughs> if you're dealing with millennials, they never ever read their emails. So do you text that to them then or what? That's a good point. Uh, well, you know, I, I that that's a good thought. I may have to incorporate the text. <laughs> you're wondering why you're not hearing back from and because we've got we got two millennials. You've got well, you got one in college. You, you know, you have millennials. They don't respond to emails, but they respond to text right away. They do. You're right. So yeah. absolutely right. I think we yeah. heard that they get to a point where they have so many unread that that why bother? So it's like you oh. know, ten thousand unread emails. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, then mine's lost in there somewhere. So yes, yeah, we won't go down that rabbit trail. But that we was really not. close. I was capturing myself. All right, so so staying connected with your people. I mean, that's an intentional thing. I mean, how often do you just say, 
honey, I'm going to go out and check with some people in the field tonight because I, ha- I feel like I've lost touch with these people. I want to go. Th- I mean, how often do you just go see them face to face when they're actually in action working? Many times when I'm going out to visit, it would be because there may have been an issue mm-hmm. that was raised. And so we would want to make sure that either myself or uh, we do have a, a quality assurance gentleman that works with me that will go out and to just encourage them saying hey here's an issue that was raised you know let's see how we can either train you or you know just let you know hey here's here's a better way to do this type of work Mm -hmm. Um, beyond that I don't do that as often as I should to at least show that hey I'm here if you need me mm-hmm. uh, but I do have uh, other team members that do that mm-hmm. uh, on well, a periodic basis you. yeah 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 so 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 we try to stay connected as best as we can uh, but like I said because many of them have full-time jobs and they're working you know a couple hours right. at night two or three mm-hmm. days a week um, that is a challenge Mm. so as you have um, started your office pride franchise hired a lot of employees. You have somewhere around 30 at any given time. I know that that ebbs and flows, I'm sure, as in in that industry. But um, Office Pride has a, I don't want to say a faith component, but they're they're faith-based. Their principles are biblical principles. What has impacted you spiritually on this journey as you've owned this franchise and through the training maybe that they've given you? Just knowing that there are other business owners out there that have that same belief or, mm-hmm. or, or, or have that, that same thing as a goal for them, that the management of Office Pride lives what it says in the uh, core values. Mm-hmm. Um, just having a relationship you know, with you is, is a testament to that, I believe. Mm-hmm. So talk about that journey that led you to Office Pride. When you were decided, I mean, you said you wanted to, you had a bug, and instead of getting penicillin for it, you decided to try to cure it by, <laughs> by buying a business. I mean, talk to me about what was, what was it that led you to leave the paycheck world to being a business owner? What were some of the things that God was doing? Well, certainly I, I, I would say the, the process of research that Office Pride had it talked about the commercial cleaning industry. Mm-hmm. It talked about, uh, it gave me an opportunity to talk to other franchise owners before I made the decision. So I, I went in with my eyes wide open as much as possible, as much as. But did you, you know, were you, were you thinking, I want to open a commercial cleaning franchise? Or did you say, Lord, I'm willing to consider, I want to start a business. Which way do I even go? I mean, I, I would say it was more of the latter. It was really, you know, because I, I have other interests. But this this was one where it's it is a need in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one where um, it doesn't take um, you know a bachelor's degree, you know, from someone to actually do the to do the work, you know, night in and night out. So it was something that's accessible, and then it provides an opportunity for, uh, in some cases, folks that may have had challenges obtaining work in other industries to be able to give them an opportunity to make a living. And that that is one of the things that has been rewarding is to provide that opportunity. And I will say some, some of my stronger um, employees, faithful employees, has been those that may have had challenges through other means to mm-hmm. obtain uh, employment that they see this as an opportunity for them. 
and and I just appreciate them. I, I appreciate all my team members. So really, what you're doing, it's having an impact back on your community because you're you're allowing for some flourishing that may not have happened because they weren't able to to get employed or to have a steady employment. It, it, if it, it, this has certainly been an avenue for that, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to 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 serve in that role. Uh, but ultimately, you know, whether they had challenges or they're just wanting to make some extra money for Christmas, right? You, know, you still have to go in and do the job. Yes. So if you're if you have that basic, you know, attention to detail, willing to be trained, uh, willing to show up. Mm-hmm. If you do that, no matter what your background, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not mm-hmm. going to discriminate, you know, one way or another. Can you do the job if you can? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can make things happen. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's nice when you can keep it that simple. Listen, I'm going to give you I'm willing to give you a chance. Uh, if you just do the job I, I asked you to do, that's that speaks loudly. Yeah. And and a lot of people that you hire maybe have never worked in a place where they were appreciated. I mean, you, you know, a lot of people live a whole lifetime and never work in a place where they're appreciated where they work. Mm. Well, we like I said, we can do better uh, with that. But the times that where it's certainly obvious where we've gotten feedback that's positive, I want to share that and let them know uh, that it's not it's not me doing it. I may provide the opportunity. But you're the one that's going out and doing the work. And because of the work that you're doing, you've gotten recognized. The work's being recognized because of the work you did. And mm. so, so we want to share that. So how do you, you've got 30 employees after just a couple of years under your, under your belt. Kimberly works another job, so she's not involved in business with it. How do you protect your marriage from the business, from your business tree that you have every day? Ah, uh, it is, it, it is a, it is a daily struggle in some ways because her job is demanding. Uh, this job is demanding. And so we have to find uh, our ways to connect. Um, of course, we're very involved in church. Uh, so uh, we, we worship together. Uh, whenever we can, we'll, we'll have meals together. Um, my wife does travel a good bit. So when she's home, we try, we, we try to find time to stay connected but mm. we have to say we do have to be intentional so yeah, you guys that. have to work at it, it sounds we like. have to we have to be intentional yes sir <laughs> so we were talking um off the air about a word that, that god's really had you working on and that word was trust mm-hmm. How, let's talk about that why have, why do you think first you've had to learn trust in many instances Whatever was accomplished, I was behind that in some way. So, mm. you know, if I went to school, you know, I studied, I, of course, I know I, I, know I got help along the way. Mm-hmm. But then the general attitude is, if I, if I work hard enough, it can happen. Mm-hmm. And this type of business, if you have, if I have more than two accounts, I can only be in one place at one time. So yes. I can't work hard enough. To make it happen. So I had to, if I was going to grow, I had to trust other people. And God has brought many, many wonderful people into my network that whatever reason they saw Office Pride as an opportunity to fulfill whatever need that they have. Mm-hmm. And um, they're doing a great job. How do, you, what, how do you deal with it when your trust is broken? Um. It hurts. It can, it can sting. Um, but I have to keep 
the overall picture in mind. Uh, if someone calls me two hours before they're supposed to come in and said, I, I can't do this anymore. I have to say, okay. So now I get into the trust hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. I get into the trust mode and say, um, okay, how can I, how, how can, how can this be fixed? And in many cases, God has brought solutions. Richard, it's not easy to run your own business. And you always had this, you said you had this entrepreneurial bug and you wanted to see if you could get healing for it. <laughs> when, now that you've been in it a couple of years, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there listening today that are, that are Christ followers that are thinking, I want to make an impact. I think I want to run my own business. Um, I, I, they, I hear Jim and Martha talking all, all the time about business street, that, that I can, if I run my own business, I really am starting a ministry because of all the people that you get to talk to. Mm-hmm. Talk to those people today and encourage them on, on, on how how should they approach the process of determining whether running their own business is really what they should be doing. It is not for the faint of heart. Starting out, particularly if you worked with a worked in a salaried position and you went to mm-hmm. working your business, you have to plan for that. Mm. You know, Office Pride says you know six to nine months of expenses you need to have sitting here because it's going to take you about that long to really get into the business and to start making money. Um, If I had to rely on my incomes earlier on, it would have been more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Business is still business, even though it may, there may be a mission connected to it. You still have to make money. You still have bills to pay. You have people to pay. So those business uh, criteria still is there but of course a lot of the decisions that you make as a business owner what is driving that I mean certainly profit can't should not be the only criteria um, it's a very important one um, but as far as starting out you know be realistic you're not going to become a million you're not going to become a millionaire right off there will be a time there will be some time to to build and to get your name out there and, and uh, that doesn't happen quickly so you have to have that staying power mm. Answer that staying power is you have some money in the bank to keep Before the bills paid get started yeah 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 so so but yeah, yeah. I, I like it so you know a lot of business owners richard get into business because they want to make an impact in their community they want to be able to make some money they want to make a profit because they have a place where they want to plug it into they, there's something like this lord this is the passion of my heart and i think if i run my own business i'll have excess that i can make i could do this with it sure you got one of those Got got a place where we're. I know you're only two years into this, so you don't have a lot of that extra. But, but is there it's something like a dream? Yeah, is there something God's laid on your heart? And you're like you'd really like to be able to put that money into action. Wow! I mean, you're employing thirty people. That's already a monstrous cool thing. It, it's been yeah that that has been. I mean, looking back at it, I was like, wow, this is. I mean, somebody. I've been given the opportunity to allow others to fulfill mm-hmm. whatever goals that they have. Um. You know, sitting here, there really isn't a one Mm -hmm. goal, certainly financial security at some point, you Mm -hmm. know, grow it big enough to be able to do that. But God is in control of that. I mean, it it really, the opportunities that have come my way, the people that have come my way has been through God and answering prayer. And so I can't, you know, it's hard for me to say, I want to grow this to X amount per year. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know, to, to what I'd rather say is I want to be in a position to take advantage of what opportunities that God will bring our way and then let him lead me whenever we get to a certain point. He will open up doors for those opportunities, whatever they may be. And I know that's a that may be cheesy, but it seems like every time I say I want to do this for this particular aspect, that may not be what God would want me to do. Ah, that's, that's a good right. point. Well, Richard Fuquay, we really appreciate you coming on the air, and I'm sorry that I stumble with your name every time. Cool. I apologize. We are excited just to hear just a little bit of your story and that transparency to let people know, hey, this is what it means to start your own business. That's powerful because there's a lot of people mm-hmm. thinking about it. But thanks mm-hmm. for being on I Work For Him today, Richard. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online IWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4him.com